Transition Radio from San Diego, exploring the world of change with you. Are you ready to take your life to a new level? Join transition coaches and best-selling authors Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster as they explore strategies to navigate changes in health, relationships, money, career, and so much more. Get the information and tools to make your life smoother, easier, and more productive. And now, your hosts, Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster. And welcome to Transition Radio. Today, you are going to experience something completely different with this show. We're going to be talking about how to increase your pleasure in the holidays, and we're going to cover subjects that you probably have never covered before. My guest (laughs) and co-host, Paula Shaw, is right with me here. Hi, Paula. Hi, Ken. Good to see you again. Uh I'm so I'm I'm always excited about our shows, but this one is extremely beneficial, I believe, to our listening audience. So I think so too. The holidays are a complicated time for a lot of reasons. On the one hand, we all look forward to them because it's gonna be fun and family and lots of festivities, but they're also very draining. They can be draining, mm-hmm. but they don't have to be draining. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's a lot to do, mm-hmm. but there are ways to handle that where you can keep it really festive and work in for you. Mm-hmm. Like, for one thing, choose what you want to do. Don't get guilted into doing everything and exhausting yourself. Now, don't get guilted. That's easy to say, but you know, <laughs> there's a lot of families that run on guilt. That's right. <laughs> guilt, shame, and remorse, right? <laughs> so hopefully it's not three. our listening audience's families, but I know that I am uh, have a family I'm pretty close to that <laughs> this oh, happens yeah. a lot. I think we all, we yeah. all have dealt with that yeah. in a big way. And that's one of the reasons why we're talking today about how to find pleasure in the holidays. What a concept. You know, not just fun, but pleasure. What a like concept. real moments of of joy, of of just savoring. Because there are some beautiful moments to savor, right? The holidays have lots of beautiful moments. I was thinking of some of those beautiful moments uh, before the show. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about the times I've been in the snow and watching the snow come uh, down for the holidays. Yeah. I was thinking about... My wife and I just decorated our tree and we spent maybe three hours together mm-hmm. and putting these beautiful bulbs on the tree and, and the lights and, you know, and the angels and the yeah. snowflakes and just, mm. you know, really decorating it. And, it, you know, it's, there's a part of us, I feel like we're kind of just decorating our own life, if that makes any sense. In other words, we're bringing our own joy nice. in by doing that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really ideally how it should be. But unfortunately, I think so often people get caught up in the shoulds. You know, I should get the tree today. I should decorate it. It should, I should do the cards now. I should, you know, and we lose being present in the moment and having that beautiful kind of experience like you just described. Well, it's a good, it's a good point because I think uh, a lot of people run on shoulds or have tos or musts. And mm-hmm. when you're running from that place, I don't know about you, but when my attitude is I have to do this, a lot of times it drains my energy. Oh, Yeah. And that's not where I want to live the holidays, Mm -hmm. okay? I want to live the holidays like you just suggested in joy and happiness, right? Right, right. So for me, there's always this energetic shift of, I know um, this has to get done, and if I'm doing it, that was a choice I made to do it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to regret it. I'm not going to go back and think I should do this or have to do this. Mm -hmm. I made the choice to do it. And if I don't make the choice to do it, that's fine. I can ask somebody else to do it, or maybe I can just let it be. Maybe it won't get done. But once we make the choice, I I really believe our attitude has to be um, one that is positive and upbeat because how we show up um, energetically, right, mm-hmm. affects everybody around us. Absolutely, okay? absolutely. And, and, and that affects us, you know, our attitude. It's like the reframe you just suggested, I think, is great because when your attitude is right, it doesn't matter how much there is to do. You don't feel exhausted. You don't feel put upon. You don't feel like you're having to do something because it is a choice. And then you have more enjoyment 
in that experience. It is. It's all about how our minds are set about everything, really, isn't it? Well, it is. And, you know, I, I sometimes uh, have had bad experiences during Christmas, which everybody probably has, with siblings and parents mm-hmm. saying things that trip my own buttons, right? Yeah. And, you know, I think it's those moments that um, forgiveness comes into play for me. Mm -hmm. It's that place where we walk away, if we're uncomfortable, we walk away for a moment and ask ourselves, um, you know, what could we have done differently ourselves? Mm -hmm. What's Mm -hmm. our part in whatever that conflict is? And the other part that I use a lot of times when people are saying things to me, especially family members that have completely different points of view than me, uh-huh. I just look at them and I observe what they're saying. I don't try to correct them or make it different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to myself, uh, you know, that's an interesting point of view, which mm-hmm. I think uh, Access Consciousness, Gary uh, Douglas brought that into the world, which I think is a great question, you mm-hmm. know, or a great statement. I think, too, one of the things that helps me a lot and that I suggest to clients when I'm working with their woes during the holidays is to just take a moment, take a breath, and ask yourself what matters most right now. The big picture of this day being a good day for everybody or me expressing my anger or my pain or my hurt over something that just happened. And sometimes taking that breath, walking away, remembering what matters most and what's most important can help a lot to save the day, so to speak, so it doesn't turn into a giant family brawl. You know, we've all been in those awful situations, and then it's a bad holiday memory and a bad day for everyone. So the real question that I ask myself and my grandkids and my family is what has to happen for us to create great memories during the holiday, mm-hmm. right? That's a great question. Okay. And, and you know, it's not a question just to think about with our listening audience. I would write that question down and then make, uh, make a list. Mm-hmm. You know, we have traditions in our family that uh, my wife and I have started. For instance, we order croissants from... Uh, where do they make croissants in France, right? Uh, <laughs> so we order they they ship them in, oh, um, wow. overnight them, right, in wow. dry ice, <laughs> and we have original croissants from France in the morning, uh, right? So Christmas that creates morning? in Christmas morning, oh, that's right? So beautiful. So we we have developed that over the years, and it's a great memory for us, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of memories that people can create. You know, what is the tradition that you want to start this year that yeah. you haven't done before? Yeah, right. And I love this point that we were making about choice, because I think anytime you choose to do something, you have better energy about doing it and a better attitude, mm-hmm. and then it can be joyful. It can be joyful. And, and you know, we have uh, some people regret having to go to their family outings. Mm-hmm. Other people regret, oh, I'm single. I don't have a family, right? right? Okay, but if you're in that mindset, right, what has to happen for you to shift that? Mm-hmm. Because the truth is we're creating our reality every moment exactly. of every day by what we think and what we say. Yes, and I think we also need to remember that this is a tough time of year for people who are dealing with loss, whether it's a loss of health, a loss of a job, a loss of a home, a death in the family, of of a person you love or an animal you love, it can be a tough time because it looks like everybody else is happy. It looks like everybody else is in the holiday spirit and you're in pain. So if any of our listeners are in that place, just know that that we get it, you know, that we really want to support you through that. And each week during this holiday season, we'll be talking a little bit about that and what things you can do. And, And one thing I would say right off the top Find someone you can tell the truth to about mm. what you're feeling. And don't feel bad because you're not holiday happy. When you're in pain, you're in pain. You know, the, the other thing that I know I've done when I've, I've been in that place and I've coached other people to do is find somebody else that's in more pain than you mm. and go help them out. Be of service. Be of service. You know, go down to the homeless shelters. Go down to um, uh, some of the nonprofits that are, uh, you know, just Google nonprofits in, in your area mm. and find those people that are out there, you know, struggling and giving and, and go give of yourself. The more you give of yourself, the less you'll think of yourself mm. and you'll just be in that selfless place. And, you know, what happens is magic, miracles and synchronicity happen in that kind of space. Things open up for you in ways that you've never thought could, uh, could open for you. 
Oh. I absolutely love that idea. You know, one of the things I teach people when they're working through the grief journey, no matter what the cause of the loss, that's sort of like the highest level. When you have finally accepted the new normal, the next thing you really have to do is move to service. Take mm-hmm. the take your attention off yourself mm-hmm. and put it somewhere else so that you re-engage with the world and with others and with realizing that life is really so worth living. It's so worth living. And other ways that we can do this is we can make a gratitude list mm-hmm. of what we're grateful for Love that. during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, we can uh, reach out to a family member that we uh, have had uh, challenges with in the past, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, be of kind service to them. You know, kindness goes so far in these holidays. You know, we have to realize that a lot of times, you know, when people have harmed us uh, in the past, that they, they've moved on. You know, it's, it's us that have moved on. Yes. And, you know, so it's like, what has to happen for us to be able to move on? Well, a lot of times that's just that place of uh, going within yourself and maybe even replaying what happened in your mind. Mm-hmm. Replay it in a way that you had a better outcome. Replay it in a yeah. way that you see yourself as empowered instead of disempowered. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, see yourself as walking into a a joyful, happy, blessed, blessed setting with this family member. And just hold that space. Mm-hmm. Just try it. Experiment with it. I think you'll be very much appreciative after that holiday if you can hold that space for that family. And member. maybe even remember the technique Mark Waldman taught us. Right. Focus on that thing that you're upset about or that person and yawn. It's oh, yeah. so simple. And since most of us will be pretty exhausted during the holidays, yawning should be easy. Absolutely. But yeah, just focus on it and yawn and it chips away at the pieces of what triggers you Absolutely. in that experience. And, and Paula, we both have books uh, that can help people with uh, with going through this uh, process of the mm-hmm. holidays. The book I would recommend uh, that I have on my website is called Ask and You Will Succeed. Mm-hmm. It's uh, some deep questions to help you tap into the higher realms of your own consciousness and be able to get some answers that maybe you don't have. Ask and you will succeed and get it on Amazon and your book, Paula. Is Grief, When Will This Pain Ever End? And it's not a book you have to read from cover to cover. It's a compilation of lots of different articles, processes, and tools to actually help you deal with your pain. That's great. Okay. And we will be right back coming up in our next segment. We have our guest... Caroline Andrews is going to teach us how to find pleasure in the holidays. We'll be right back. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. And welcome back to Transition Radio. I am so excited about this segment, Ken, because we are going to be talking to Caroline Andrews, who is a really amazing woman who works with primarily women, but also men, Mm -hmm. really helping them to step into their power, fueling their lives through pleasure. This is a very, very different approach, and I can't wait to ask her more about it. But she's been dedicated for over 15 years to studying spirituality, relationships, yoga, and personal development. So she brings a whole lot to the people that she works with and especially in this area of pleasure. And Caroline, I'm dying to ask you, because I know so many people, when they hear the word pleasure, immediately think of it in a sexual connotation. But the way you're actually working with women is different, isn't it? It is. Thank you, Paula. Mm -hmm. Actually, what I try to do is help the women get more into their sensual 
side of pleasure as opposed to sexual, which so many people think that's what we're referring to when we say pleasure. Mm-hmm. You know, sensual being touch, taste, smell, sound, and feeling. Ah, so give us an example of what's something that a woman can find pleasurable on a sensual level. Right. So let's start with a warm bath. Oh, with yeah. with rose petals <laughs> and candlelight. I'm on board. Right. Or how about a really healthy meal where she's really learning how to nourish her body mm-hmm. and feel you know healthy and whole. Mm-hmm. Those types of things where we just get too busy, too distracted, and we forget just to you know remember the sacredness of who we are. Yes. I once yeah. remember hearing a speaker say, when a man's hungry, he'll make himself something to eat and he'll sit down and enjoy it. A woman shovels something into her mouth over the kitchen sink real quickly. And you know, a lot of people in the audience were like, yeah, guilty as charged. We do that. Right. Yeah. Women, we tend to put everybody else's needs ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we forget that we need to fill up first so that we can give to others first. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I That's love really that. good. So, Carolyn, um, mm-hmm. what do you enjoy most about your work? Yeah. Well, I really enjoy working with both couples and individuals, um, helping them create better, what I like to call conscious relationships. Mm-hmm. And what, what is I'm, that? Yeah. So, conscious relationships is when you actually put personal growth as a priority, even over the relationship. So, they're really mm-hmm. committed to doing the internal work, which makes them be a better, you know, healthy. What, what are the benefits to a couple to do that? that that's, uh, I'd sure like to know that. Yeah. Well, the benefits are that they, they'll continue to grow in their relationship because if we're not looking at, at, you know, our wounding or, or where we came from, we become stagnant mm-hmm. and, and we're not communicating our needs as well as we need to. You know what I love about that? I think when both people are growing Mm -hmm. individually, they're not being resentful of the other. They're not frustrated because too often I think people think to make a relationship work, they have to totally focus on the other person and stop focusing it all on themselves. Right. Right. Which is sometimes what we call codependency. Right. (laughs) We we really need to put ourselves first and learn how to love ourselves Mm -hmm. first. Therefore, we can show up whole for the other person. Right. And be happier. Right. Right. So you're not resenting them because you didn't get to do this or have that or whatever. Exactly. It's always about asking for what you need. Mm. I'm always reminding, especially couples, we forget Mm. that simple thing. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, you know, asking for what you need, isn't that kind of like a form of self-love? I think, I think it's, it's, there's a piece there. Absolutely, Ken, because we can't read your minds. And a lot of times in Mm -hmm. relationships, we think you should know me by now. You should know what I want and what I need. And right. we can't always do that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really important, especially the couples that I work with, yeah. to actually learn how to do that again where they feel safe mm-hmm. to ask for what they need, right? Mm-hmm. There's a whole other part of that as well. And how do you use pleasure to fuel that? How do you use pleasure? Well, if well, I always just say, now I'm going to refer to women. Mm-hmm. If, if a woman, that's our natural state of being, is to be in pleasure, to be a radiant woman. Mm-hmm. And if we're not doing that, then we're actually giving our power away, you know, possibly to another person, our partner, our, our, our boss, our children. Mm-hmm. And, and we're not able to um, connect with the other person, you know, more deeply. Is right. What I'm going to say. So you're talking about keeping the well full right. so that those who are lining up with their little tin cups, that you'll actually have something to give. Right. And, and it, again, it always goes back to self-care, like impeccable self-care, mm-hmm. which is something that I personally had to learn how to, to you know, take care of myself in that way. It has to be a priority. Yeah. We have to make it priority daily. Can, can we talk about self-care specifics? Yeah. Like, you know, is it mental? Is it emotional? Is it physical self-care? Is it, uh, what are some suggestions or what clients come to you and you say, I'd like you to take care of yourself better. What do you suggest? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a great question, Ken. First, I, I look at, you know, it's, it's all of those. It's emotional, physical, mental, spiritual. So first I say, how are we eating? You know, what are we putting in our bodies? Mm-hmm. Are, are we are we looking at healthy, organic food? What are we putting in our minds? Are we taking time to meditate? 
I mean, that's a wonderful self-care ritual that I practice. And what are we doing with our bodies? Are we, are we moving? Are we exercising? Are we getting fresh air? I mean, those are some basic ones that we can't, you know, get away from mm-hmm. that we must incorporate. And, and that's what I help them do. That's great. And, you know, there's a lot of resistance to what you just said for a lot of people, okay? I think of a family member that I've told the story before that said, I won't eat organic foods because it has no preservatives in it and doesn't last very long, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. uh, all right, so how do we overcome those kind of, uh, you know, how do we help, pe- how do you help people overcome those kind of limited thinking? Yeah, well, um, that's a good one, Ken. I would say, I would, I would maybe do, like, yeah. Like, how about some baby steps? How about like just adding a little, you know, for I'm assuming that that really happened. That really happened, yeah. <laughs> okay. The good news is the family member changed over time. Oh, <laughs> that's what you always want to see, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So I would, I would try to do baby steps with them. Mm-hmm. How about just adding a little bit of more fresh fruits in their day? You know, again, it's going to be up to them. They're mm-hmm. in control of themselves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if, and, go ahead. No, you go ahead and finish your point. Well, I was just saying, but if they're seeking, you know, to have, you know, better relationship with themselves, which is number one, and others, then they're, then they're open to taking suggestions, mm-hmm. right? One thing I, w- I was thinking when mm-hmm. you said that is the old line from Al-Anon, you know, lead by mm-hmm. example. Yeah. You can't really dictate to somebody or, or tell them how to change or how to be, right? But mm-hmm. if you're living this life that you're talking about and taking good care of yourself, that's pretty powerful. Right. No, I totally you know, I, I think you have a story around that. Like you weren't mm-hmm. just wake up one morning and go, oh, I'm eating <laughs> organic. I'm peaceful. I'm kind. I'm generous. Everything is good in my life. What? Uh, how did you get there? How did I get there? Um, I really got was sought the relationship arena because of my own personal experience. You know, I, I have had two marriages that have, I say fail, but I've learned from both. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to look at what was I doing, you know, wrong? How can I change? How can I be a better person to find this conscious, loving relationship? Mm-hmm. So within that, I had to do my own journey, right, of self-healing, self-love, um, addressing my addictions I, I mentioned in there, and really um, being willing to do that deep internal work. Mm. And it's been so, um, it's changed my life. Yes. You know, I, I had a professor in my psychology training who said, mm-hmm. you can't fix a machine with two broken parts. <laughs> and I think what you're saying is so true. Everybody needs to do their personal work mm-hmm. before you can make a relationship work. Two whole people coming together have a shot at creating something really good. Right. But two broken people. Well, you know, that brings up a really good point, uh, Paula, because I know on our show, we try to find guests that have done their work, that mm-hmm. have actually experienced it themselves and know how to lead others mm-hmm. through that process. And Carolyn Andrews is, is one of those people. So um, it's a little early in the show, but I, I want to ask people right now, um, you know, let's tell them how to get a hold of her. Good idea. Um, so that they yeah. can also take that healing journey with uh, Carolyn, especially during this holiday season mm-hmm. where people, you know, there's pressure put on. And when the pressure is put on, we get to see what's inside of us. And if you don't like what you're seeing, I encourage you to uh, uh, make a phone call or, or uh, uh, at least get online. So uh, let's let's talk about that. Where, where can they that you said they can get a hold of you at how do I heal myself dot org. Is that right? That's right. That's absolutely right. Ken. How do I heal myself dot org. Good. And you also have a free gift. We might as well put that out there, too. I do, Paula. I would love for them to find out where they are in their pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I have a link called yourpleasurefactor.com. Mm-hmm. You can go take my free survey and it'll give you um, a score on where you are in your pleasure and how you can make that better. Oh, I love that. So if you find out you're like at a two (laughs) in the pleasure zone and you want to be a 10, they can learn how to. Or if you're an eight or nine and you want to be a 10, it's, you know, I was thinking, wow, I'm going to go there and do it myself. Mm -hmm. Yourpleasurefactor.com. There you go. Take it and see where I can improve. What I found is not 
not one big improvement that seems to work. It's little improvements over time mm-hmm. that uh, make the difference. And right. I think you'd probably agree with that. I and totally Caroline, it would probably be really great if people not only took it, but encouraged their partner to take it too, right? Absolutely. Because if you're high on the pleasure scale, but your partner isn't, somebody's probably feeling like they're not getting their needs met. This is true. <laughs> That's a good point. That's right. So, and, you know, I'm, I'm noticing that one of your talking points here, we're going to talk about couples or relationships, uh, the tools to help them run a lot more smoothly. Is that mm, is that correct? That's correct. Okay, oh, good. good. Well, we're going to do that when we come right back. Okay. Thank you. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. Baby boomers, are you prepared? In a recent study from Transamerica, 45% of baby boomers are expecting a financial decrease in their standard of living after retirement. If you live into your 90s, you can go without a paycheck for 30 years. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton from Sexton Advisor Group. With almost 20 years in the business, I can answer your retirement questions. Get your complimentary retirement guide by calling 1-800-560-2611. That's 1-800-560-2611. Or go to sextonadvisorygroup.com. That's S-E-X-T-O-N advisorgroup.com. Is living in today's fast-paced world making you feel stressed and out of balance? Are anxiety, sleeplessness, depression, lack of focus, or weight gain robbing you of your relationship and your energy? If you're ready for change, you need to call Paula Shaw at Rebalancing You. Paula helps you identify and eliminate self-sabotaging thinking and behavior. Using a wide variety of mind-body techniques, she provides her clients with the most effective processes for their specific needs. To book a rebalancing session with Paula, call 858-480-9200. That's 858-480-9234. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. Welcome back to Transition Radio with Ken Foster and Paula Shaw. Today we're interviewing Carolyn Andrews, and she's talking about how to bring more pleasure in in the holidays. And we were just talking about some of the tools that uh, working couples or people in relationship in general might be able to use to increase their joy. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, Ken. So one of the favorite tools that I like to use, and this has been around a long time, I think Harville Hendricks was was the founder of this. I'm not sure. It's called mirroring. Mm -hmm. And the reason I like this tool is because a lot of times the couples that I'm working with have difficulty hearing each other or they've (laughs) shut down um, Mm -hmm. that hearing capability. Mm -hmm. And so I teach them how to mirror And mirroring is a technique that you really basically just rephrase what the other person has just said to you. And we do small steps, so it's just a few statements. And when that other person feels heard, that is when the healing starts. Because a lot of our wounding from our childhood is we didn't feel heard. So when you can be still and hold space for the other person... And have them repeat back what you said, it starts to heal us. I mean, we literally know that the brain, the subconscious is reprogrammed through that um, experience. And we know the communication is clear now, right? Because if you tell me back what you heard and it's not what I meant, now I can correct it and say it differently. Absolutely, Paul. And that happens so often. Mm-hmm. We, we think we're, we're listening to someone and we're distracted and we're not hearing them. Well, Paula always <laughs> hears what I have to say, so we never have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's always happy about it, but she hears. <laughs> she's a great listener. Wouldn't this a be a listener. fun show if all I did was repeat back what he said? <laughs> yeah. And I just acknowledge that you're, 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 you're doing really great. Uh, great. Great acknowledging. You know, a lot, a lot the childhood wounds would be gone. There we go. Right? You yeah. know, one of the but, techniques I like to work with couples using, mm-hmm. I call a state of the union meeting. Mm-hmm. And this would be a great technique for that. And state of the union is just a time of mm-hmm. that you set aside every week to talk about your union. And you, you have it in your calendar and you don't 
not do it. You know, like it's a date. You do it every week. But what a great thing to include this mirroring because now we know the communication is going to be on a higher level. You know, with that mirroring, Carolyn, let me ask you this. Um, when people can't hear them each other, mm-hmm. does that happen to do with like wounds, childhood wounds, or maybe a busy mind, or what? What happens? Why can't we hear each other? All of the above, Ken. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. So, what can can happen is first, you know, we filter as well. So, we're I'm filtering what you're were saying to me. She's not hearing the same thing as I'm hearing, right? Mm-hmm. Because of all of our programming from our childhood, right? Right. So that is what happens when they're communicating. There's some filtering going on and I'm already like shutting part of, you know, what you're saying out because it it does not agree with my programming. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So again, this process gives you the ability to maybe, you know, open up your um, Mm -hmm. mind to another way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And and I didn't even say this, but there's also validating after the mirroring. Mm-hmm. But first I want them to get the mirroring really down because that, that actually takes time to mm-hmm. develop that habit and it seems kind of awkward at first. Mm-hmm. But then we move to validating. Which so not means? Only, not only do you hear them, but you validate. You're like, I understand that, Paula. I can, you know, I would, I may feel that way too if I was experiencing your situation. So yeah. validating is another way of helping heal the other person. Mm. Right. Because now they're, 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 they're feeling feel heard. heard, they're understood. Understood. Yeah. How important <laughs> yeah. is that? Right. That's really powerful. Yeah. And I and I imagine you you've talked earlier, Caroline, about the limiting subconscious beliefs that tend to be behind what triggers us. Can we talk right. a little bit about that? That's huge, isn't it? Huge. Well, first, there's awareness that we even have the limited beliefs, right? So, the way we go about Finding those is what triggers you, mm-hmm. you know, what is it that this other person may say or do to make you feel angry or fearful or um, frustrated mm-hmm. or overwhelmed? So we, I, I take them through a process of figuring these things out based on, of course, going back to our childhood, because mm-hmm. that's where all the wonderful um, <laughs> Gifts. parts of us begin, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, so, a lot of people, though, they have a hard time with uh, what you just said. It's like, well, you, you're teaching them uh, about how the other person is triggering them. Therefore, they think it's the other person's problem, not their problem, right? Yes. Okay, got it? Yes, Ken, and guess yeah. whose problem it is? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the person that is being triggered. It's not the other person's problem. And a lot of men I know have trouble with that. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a woman, so I don't know, but I know a lot of men have trouble with that. We tend to blame or we can tend to shame our partners using that masculine power, mm-hmm. all right, thinking that they're triggering me, that's not about me. This is true, Ken, but at women, it's the same way. Okay. We do the same thing to the men, mm-hmm. you know, so we, we're both guilty. And just having that awareness, you know, then we can start to work with the wounding of, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy. Those are, I'm, can, I'm can not those enough. actually heal? They can. Mm-hmm. They can heal. It takes a lifetime you know, we, we, we get better. I mean, we, we always have them, mm-hmm. you know, but we can start to heal them and reprogram those beliefs. Do Absolutely. you do that through inner child work, Carol? Inner child work. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Got to heal that inner child mm-hmm. and integrate them into the adult. So this person. is some deep work that you do deep and work. you can take people on this journey in a safe way. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I do like a three-step process of relationship coaching where I start them out and you know, what is an ideal relationship? Why haven't you already created the ideal relationship? And how do we get there? Mm. So those are the three. And within that is when we get into the inner child and the triggers and all the wounding. Can I ask yeah. you after people do the work with you, what kind mm-hmm. of results they get? They get great results. Now, it's a are process. Are they have better sex? Absolutely. Okay. Right. And they have much <laughs> more. To some people. There you go, Speaking Ken. of. <laughs> and much more pleasure, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, one of the things I love about the idea of a couple working with you is that they're both coming into this understanding of mm-hmm. pleasure. It's mm-hmm. not just one person, you know, taking care of themselves and the other one trying to figure them out. So they would be kind of working toward this together. Absolutely. Because right? men need to experience pleasure as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, every we want everybody to be happy. When everybody's happy, everything is working better. We Absolutely. know that. We do. And this this uh, getting into the childhood wounding and the mm-hmm. subconscious beliefs, I think, is a huge piece. Because when you're coming from your wounds, you're defensive about things <laughs> that might not bother you at all if you had healed that piece. But if they bother you, you're gonna you're gonna be upset. You're going to be reactive. You're going to be defensive about things that maybe don't need to be a problem at all. Right? Right. I totally agree. So what I'm getting is the more defensive a person is, the more they need your work. You cut right through that. Very good, Ken. Yeah. Mm. No, but I mean, I'm being serious about that, too. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that, you know, if you have a partner or you're seeing yourself show up and you're defensive that Carolyn would be somebody that you'd want to reach out to and and talk to and get get a uh, an opinion of how this can transcend and bring more joy and bring more pleasure and bring more happiness in these times. Because right. so many mm-hmm. people think if it gets to that point, then the only the next move is divorce or breakup, right? right? And right. I think I hear you saying that isn't always necessary. If people can start hearing each other and understanding each other. Maybe we don't need a divorce or a breakup. Right? This is true. Yes. And I've worked with people that have been married for years. And, you know, a lot of what I bring to them is brand new to them. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're not even aware that they have the wounding. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that just that in of itself is huge for people to take in. Mm-hmm. Then giving them the steps to communicate. You know, the communication is really key. Mm-hmm. And there always has to be, of course, love. I mean, I, I don't work with couples that have lost their their love, it's it's not, I mean, right. why would you continue? Right. Right. So I always make them, you know, we're still in love. We're still committed. Mm-hmm. We're just struggling. You know, we're, we're hitting walls. We're, we're not communicating to the level that they would like. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and really, you know, loving each other to that deeper level. Because I believe we're wounded in relationship and we're healed in relationship. Oh, I love you know, if that. We're willing, say that right? again. Yes, yeah, that again. yeah we're wounded in relationship, right? And we're healed in relationship mm. when we well, consciously. Which I think that. is so important because it's yeah. like if you apply that principle and you're in a relationship and it's not working right now. Mm-hmm. For you to go out and jump into another relationship, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You're going to repeat the same thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've done it. Yes. I've done it. Okay. Right. Yeah, We've right. all done they, it. They've all done it, right? <laughs> right she right. Instead of a blonde, she was a brunette, right? right. But she had all, the, she <laughs> had all the same issues. Of course, I never did. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's how it always is. It's always them. <laughs> right. It's always yeah. them, right? The other yeah. thing that I teach, um, what women really love is men to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And that's a really edgy place for a lot of men but the more that they're willing mm-hmm. to be more vulnerable with themselves the safer the women feel oh i love well that. I, yeah. I can speak to that for men yeah. the more vulnerable you can be the more masculine you are Absolutely. the more powerful you are mm-hmm. and the more that you can be there for another human being whether it's yourself or your wife or your family member vulnerability is the key i, I couldn't agree with you more thank you and if so people true. want to find you learn more caroline can you give them your website and tell them about this gift you're giving today sure yeah so to find me go to how do i heal org. And that's my website. They can go in and find out about my programs. And the free gift is going to yourpleasurefactor.com. Take the survey and see where you are on the scale of pleasure. Ah, I love That's it. great. Because you know what? If you don't know where you are, you don't know where you're going to go. That's right. right? You got to acknowledge what's not working to be able to heal it and move on to the next That's level. That's right. Absolutely. So let me repeat that back. It's yourpleasurefactor.com. Y-O-U-R-P-L-E-A-S-U-R-E factor, F-A-C-T-O-R.com. Yourpleasurefactor.com. And you can find out a lot more about Carolyn Andrews at howdoihealmyself.org. Wow. And Caroline, it has been our pleasure having you with us today. And thank you so much for all this beautiful enlightenment you brought into our studio today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And we'll be right back. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster.
There's a question many of us ask ourselves when we are grieving. When will this pain ever end? Life transition coach and grief recovery specialist Paula Shaw wants you to know there is light at the end of the tunnel. In her new best-selling book, Paula gives you information and practical exercises you can use right away in your recovery process, including breathing methods, the emotional freedom technique, energy psychology work, and many other healing tools. Grief, when will this pain ever end? Available now on Amazon.com. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. And welcome back to Transition Radio. We are having such a good time today, talking about how to find pleasure in the holidays And in this segment, we are going to be talking with our favorite guy who teaches us so much about money. And he's going to talk to us today about how to find pleasure in managing your money. I suppose that's not that hard when you have a ton of it, but maybe not. (laughs) Let me introduce Steve Sexton of the Sexton Advisory Group. And I also want to say that Steve is our sponsor. And we are so grateful to Steve for all of his support and his brilliance, because he's brought some amazing information to our listeners over the time he's been with us. And Thanks, we're Paula. Very I'm just glad I have a face for radio. <laughs> you have a That's face a for radio. Great <laughs> yeah, that? That? That's a great line. That's a great line. That's good. <laughs> so, so brilliant, you got to have a face for something. You got to have a face for something. All right. Well, let's talk about the face of money. And, and, uh, uh, George and, the, and Lincoln. And yeah. All those guys. Yeah, right. Those well, guys. grants. Yeah, the grants. Yeah, those guys. All Benjamin. Right. So, all right, Steve, let's ask that question. Uh, answer that question. Mm-hmm. How do you find pleasure in managing money? Well, you Especially know what? during the holiday season. This, 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 is, yeah. uh, this is kind of the pleasure pain, pain zone for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They're looking at, hey, look, I, you know, I want to get gifts for my friends, my family, and all that kind of stuff. And they start looking at where the piles of money are to where they can get those. And then sometimes, and many times, people go, you know what, I'll take it from my retirement accounts, my 401k, mm-hmm. my IRA. And you know what? It sounds like a lot of pleasure up front, but the reality is there's a lot more pain because when you take out money from your 401k, you obviously have taxes. And most of the people who take out money from their 401ks or IRAs, when they, when they decide to do that, they're typically under the age of 59 and a half. So the IRS hits them with another 10%. Ooh. So it's one of those things like if you really want to have the pleasure, stay away from the retirement account. Now, the other reason why you want to stay away from the retirement account and you just want to accumulate as much as possible is because you want to get to the point where you have an option to work. That's the pleasure zone. So whatever you do, it's in your best interest. You're having fun at it. And if you don't want to do it anymore, you can tell them to go take the job somewhere else. And, <laughs> and, and, and that's what's really want to look forward to from a pleasure standpoint, especially this time of year. Mm. Mm, that's beautiful. How about finding pleasure and saving money? You've taught us so much about saving and how important it is. Well, you know what? The, the, the pleasure in saving money is understanding, again, where the end of the day is going to be. And mm-hmm. the end of the day is retirement. End of the day is covering your co- kid's college education. And, and the reality is just looking at a few different things like $50 every other week savings at 5% in 30 years is a million bucks. Mm. It's not a lot to have wow. to save. Now, if you're looking at 30 years, if you start when you're 20 or 25, Mm -hmm. you got a good shot at making that work. It's just sheer math. It's nothing special. There's no compounding. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, hey, look, I can spend all but a little and still be okay. My um, nephew, I've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. he and his wife, between the both of them, they're putting $18,000 into their 401ks and the company's matching and it's equaling out about $50,000 a year. Okay, so over the next 30 years, they're going to be 55 years old. And if they just have an average growth rate of at 30 years of 7%, they'll have over, I think it's five and a half to seven million dollars in there. Oh, that's wow. so that's fast. So, so if you just take 3% yeah. of that, you can have a pretty darn good life. That huh? gives you a lot of choice about whether or not you oh, want to yeah. work, doesn't it? And then, <laughs> then when the boss is getting too crazy on you, you can just say, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> right. This job's not working for me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that idea. You can turn into a teenager at work again and don't care. <laughs> <laughs> where, where would you recommend people save, Steve? Are there some places that are better than others or is the bank as good as anything? 
Well, you know what? It, um, banks right now don't really provide any type of interest rate whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So there's other options that you can take a look at, but it depends upon your age. If you really want to get the most out of it, mm-hmm. and if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and early 50s, it's all about accumulation. It's how much can you put away? Right. It's about, hey, I want to put money into real estate. I want to put them in the stocks. It's about accumulation. The market's going to go up or down, but the key here is when you need it, you will have accumulated a whole lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're getting into the 55 and 60 range, you're getting close to retirement. The last thing you really want to do is put your income at risk. So you have to make some changes there to take a look at, hey, how much do I want guaranteed? So if the market goes into the toilet, I don't lose this. How much do I want that's non-corded, like real estate oriented things? So if the market goes down, I'm still getting my rents. Okay. And then how much do I want in the market itself? Mm-hmm. You know, if I have 60% of it not correlated to the market and 40% of it is, say I have $30,000 in that, and that's my 40%, market goes down by, oh, 30%. Oh, I only lost, you know what? If it's $300,000, I lost 100000 mm-hmm. But if I have a mm-hmm. million dollars invested, that's only 10%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what happens typically after the year the market goes down? Mm-hmm. It goes up significantly. So mm-hmm. I can take money out of those other areas and put it in the market and watch it grow up even further mm-hmm. as opposed to being in a position where I just lost 300000 yeah. and I actually need a 50% return to get back to even. So, you know, I had a, I had a 15-year-old uh, nephew come to me over the holidays and he said, um, Uncle Kenny, I've got $2,000 saved, and I want to know what to invest in. Mm-hmm. What would you answer him, uh, Steve? How would well, you answer him? One, there's, there's some uh, guidance with mom and dad. Mm-hmm. When will I need the money? What is it for? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I have a 15-year-old nephew as well, and he has to save for most of his college. He's not lucky enough to have parents who are paying for it. Mm-hmm. So what he's doing is he's putting it inside when, in a UTM account. It's a, an account for kids with their parents for under the age of 18. And what he's doing is he's investing it in stocks. Okay? Mm-hmm. He understands that he's going to, the closer and closer he gets mm-hmm. to college, the less and less risk he's going to take. Mm-hmm. But basically, he's going to utilize that money for college to reduce mm-hmm. the amount of loans he has to take. Mm-hmm. So you know, he was asking me, he said, you know, I've done some research and um, there's a stock uh, that he really thought would be a, a good stock, which uh, is Tesla. Mm-hmm. And it's trading about $350. And he said, I think I want to invest in that. Okay. Um, what would you say to a young guy that says something like that? So it's $350. He's only got 2000 to invest, right? Um, First of all, mm-hmm. I think him doing research is outstanding. Yeah. Right. Most people don't, mm-hmm. and they're listening to their buddy say, buy Tesla. Right. And, you know, if Tesla has a problem with their battery factory or there's a recall, hey, well, that stock could go down significantly. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's important to do your research. You want to make sure just in general, it's, is it in the market mm-hmm. sector that's growing? Does it have the pet capacity for growth, meaning what's its book value, meaning what's it valued on paperwork, and where is it trading on the stock market? Mm-hmm. If it's trading at well above the book value, you probably don't have too far to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, you know what? Profit, sales, and earnings are the things that make life work mm-hmm. in the stock market. Mm-hmm. So if it's not growing at a certain rate, maybe 13 or 14%, mm-hmm. doesn't have the sales it needs to get to where it needs to be over the next three years might not be a good place to invest. Mm-hmm. What about a mutual fund for a young guy like that? You know, uh, maybe an indexed uh, option fund, not maybe not option fund, but mm-hmm. an index fund of some kind? Well, he's going to want to sit down and talk with somebody first to understand how those work. Uh, mm-hmm. But those could be an outstanding option. Mm-hmm. They're low cost. Uh, as long as, again, you're in the right market sectors. I mean, there's probably 50 or 60 different industries. Mm-hmm. You want to pick the top five or six mm-hmm. and then, then pick the best ones. And there's a little bit of research that goes along with that. Mm-hmm. So it would be smart to connect him with a, an advisor that handles those type of things mm-hmm. who can give him some good advice. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? I uh, His name is Cole. Cole, I'm going to give you a shout out because that <laughs> advice was for you. <laughs> and anybody else that's young and thinking about uh, investing in the market and growing, uh, taking responsibility for your money. The, the earlier you can start saving, the easier life will be financially. So true. The more you can avoid trying to keep up with the Joneses, buying cars, clothes, houses, watches, all that stuff before you've accumulated that giant nest egg, the better. Because there's far too many people that the IRS right now are seizing their Social Security to pay for their student loans. 
Oh, oh yeah, that's it's it's a big thing. That's why the student loan problems issues. They focused on the nice houses and cars and stuff like that, and and still you know might have two hundred thousand dollars a year, but they're still living check to check. The more you can put away and get in the habit of putting it away early, mm-hmm. the more euphoria you'll have with your finances later on in life. That's great. That's good. Okay. So true. I know you shared that information with uh, talking about my son who's twenty nine, and who has accumulated quite a good amount of savings, but. He's just been holding on to it because, you know, he doesn't want to lose it. <laughs> and so I said, I think we ought to talk about somewhere to put it where it's going to grow. Mm-hmm. Because that's one of the important things to do with that savings, right? In, in a safe, conservative way, but grow it. Well, the reality is if you're 25, 26 and not living at mom and dad's house anymore, you want to have your first six months of emergency money. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's about making sure you put away as much money as you possibly can. Yeah. And if you can get in the habit of saving every Every single week uh, and avoid the pitfalls of going on multiple trips and keeping up with the friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You can be in a far better place in five years or 10 years than most of your friends. Mm-hmm. That's good. So let me ask you this. Are there investments that are seasonal that we should be investing in during a season? Okay. <laughs> you know, obviously retail stocks go up during the, during the holidays times. Okay. Um, um, you know what? Um, that's on a short term. If you really take a look at it, there's no real seasonal investment. Um, when you take a look at the uh, retail stocks, people who really don't know what they're doing, they're probably going to invest in the retail stocks because this morning they saw $6.6 billion was sold online yesterday. Oh, Woohoo. Wow. But the reality is, is <clears throat> wow. these guys got to make their quarter results every single quarter. Mm-hmm. So you could be up for one quarter because all the people who don't know just invested in it. And then come January 15th, when their numbers actually come out and they didn't do well, you could have lost it too. <laughs> oh so Steve, if somebody wants advice from somebody as wise and knowledgeable as you, <laughs> how do they find you? Well, they can call uh, 1-800-560-2611. And again, that's 1-800-560-2611. Or they can um, just send us a little email at info at sextonadvisorygroup.com. Beautiful. That's great. Steve, thank you so much for being part of this today. I really appreciate you. We appreciate you being our sponsor on this show, Sexton Advisory Group. And we want to encourage everybody to continue to listen to Transition Radio Show. You can find us on transitionradioshow.com. You can use uh, Siri or Echo and just uh, let them know uh, that you want to listen to Transition Radio or Transition Radio Show. And, of course, we're on 15 different podcast sites and 54 AM FM stations across the country. So we hope you'll continue to listen to us and let your friends know about us. Until next week. We'll see you again. Take care.